you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. Hallelujah. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. He is a liar and the father of it. I want to tell y'all something. I can stomach a lot of things. I can stomach a lot of uh, faults of other people. And, and, and you know, I don't like the, my own faults. I, I despise them. But I can work and have mercy with a lot of folks and a lot of faults from people. But man, once you start lying, it's all over. Now, now, when I say it's all over, I, I mean, I'm going to be through with you. No, I, I, I won't believe what you say. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to try to reveal truth to you. But once that starts happening, man, that's pretty tough. you got to understand something, my brother. So if you, I want to I speak to everybody in this house and everybody who might be watching or listening. Praise God. Everybody who might be watching or listening. Listen. Listen. No matter what, do not lie. Do not embellish. Why? Look what it says right there. The, the Satan, the enemy of your soul, is the father of all lies. That's why, my brothers and sisters, no matter how thin this church gets, or no matter how full it gets, then I cannot compromise the truth as it relates to what we're preaching and teaching. Even in my own life, as I go through life each and every day, I cannot tell lies. I have to take it on the chin. You know, when we're... When, and let me ask you all this. When, you're, when you were a child, did someone have to teach you to lie? Yeah, as many of you, you, many of you here already know or, or, or see my, my two uh, latest grandchildren. I got another one on the way, praise God. But many of you have seen my two grandchildren, uh, right? McKinley and, and Brendan, right? So we're over the house uh, one of the days. I can't remember the last week or week before. And, I, I, and, and it's not because I don't recognize them. I just can't remember which one came to. And they're going to the, the pantry and they're trying to get, I think it was the dummies or something. And, and pop up. Papa, they know Papa can't say no, but I also know Mitch and Rachel, you know, they're the authority. So I said, well, ask Mommy. Okay. She goes, she comes back. I said, Mommy say yes? Yes. I looked up at Mommy. Mommy did not say yes. <laughs> so as, as what, watch, as innocuous as that may sound to you, we don't, the, the point is, that's the nature that we got from Adam and Eve. Self. What do I want? What's going to make me feel good in this moment, right? Come on. What's my need? Who, who, right? And the enemy of our soul knows that. So he, that's one of the tools that he uses. Manipulation by telling us lies or waving that thing in front. He tried to do the same thing to Jesus, didn't he? Amen. Didn't work. Because Jesus stood on truth. Did Jesus say, get away from me. Don't you know who I am? Get away, get away from me before I before I just speak a word and destroy you right now. Here's what the truth says. You're saying this, but here's what the truth is. See, my brothers and sisters, that's where we need to be. We need to know what this truth is, what's it, what it says. So when the enemy of our soul comes to us, and even our own flesh is rising up against us, man, that guy looks pretty good. See, Michelle has to fight it all the time when I'm around her. Why are you laughing? I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Listen. And, and again, again, I'm just trying to make sure you're listening, but but do you understand that? Even because that's the entity of our soul. What what's the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life? 
doesn't change. But the package, and re listen, and he uses those things. Why? Because he's your enemy. Listen, your destruction is his pleasure. And especially when you become born again. If you're living like him, if you're already living according to the course of this world, he doesn't care that much about you. But when you start get, when you start in, investing in the Word of God and are ministering to you, both laborers who God has put in your path, laborers who are not afraid to tell you what's true, laborers who are not afraid to tell you, listen, that what you, how you're living, your way of life. No, but 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 listen, don't. Then we all suffer some of those things. Let's just just hear the word of God. You, you know what? Yeah, you may have this sin in your life. You may be living this way, but come on, come to church. Amen. Come to church. And we're not even going to make you sit in the back row. And we're not going to make you sit in the front row. We're not going to... No, we're just going to have fellowship with you. We want you to hear the word like we heard the word and let the Holy Spirit change your heart on the inside. And then you come to your conclusion that, you know what? I do want to live like Jesus. See, in Romans chapter 8 is a very, very, very powerful chapter. If you don't read anything this week, read Romans chapter 8. It talks to all of these things. But specifically, it says that he, we're called to conform to the image of Christ. What does that mean? If you're born again, you, listen, if you're born again, that means you are called to conform to the image of Christ. What that, that you are supposed to live your life out like Jesus lived his life out. Now, I've said, shared with you many times, if I'm a female, how do I do that? If I'm a man, I'm married. You know, no, listen, that's why we have the rest of the scripture. If you're, if you're a husband already, which Jesus was never a husband except to the church, if you're a father, Jesus never fathered any physical children on earth, but he's our spiritual father. When you, but listen, but what he tells you in his word, if you're a father and a husband, how you, should, how you should live that out. He tells you by his word. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Amen? Right? Wives, if you're a woman, wives, submit yourself to husband as unto Christ. Right? So we have all of that. I can't say, well, I can't look like Jesus because, you know, I can't be an itinerant preacher. I, I can't go from town to town. I can't do that. I'm not Christ. No, but you are supposed to be conformed to that image. What he preached, how he spoke, and then the rest of his word when he handed it down to his disciples and his apostles and gave them a word. And now we have that. So we do know how to conform to the image of Christ. No matter where we find ourselves, no matter what our politics are, no matter you know, what we were born into, I should say, no matter what race, nationality, no matter gender, doesn't matter. And by the way, i got to say this all the time, two genders, period, that's it. Okay, so my brothers and sisters, all of this stuff means something to all of us. And finally, in Ephesians, remember this, we've studied this together many times, in Ephesians chapter 6, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be, listen, be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The one who is, listen, who Peter said by the Holy Spirit, he's prancing, he's, he's, he's walking around right, like a roaring lion seeking to be devour. But he's got these wiles, he's got these methodologies. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. In heavenly places. Spiritually. Right? But the lies, listen, the lies of the enemy, he's, he's good at it. That's what he does. So any, listen, again, anything other than Judeo-Christianity, anything that's not based on this truth is a lie. Any alternative to this, that's how he gets us. That's how your enemy attacks you. And he attacks you, gets you to compromise a little bit here, or a little bit there, and once you do that, once you say, okay, well, uh, 
I, 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 I just got to go here, so please. Once we decide that, you know, some of these things that the world is doing, well, you know, I'll never have a, a homosexual affair because that's an abomination to God. But let me say this to you. If you're sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend, that's also an abomination to God. Okay? Uh, I'll never uh, do this. Well, I'll never, I'll never have sex out of wedlock. Well, okay, but if you're lying to save yourself or to have favor with people, same thing. I'll never commit adultery on my wife. Yeah, but you're flirting with the girl at work, so, you know. See, that's conforming to the image of Jesus. Jesus said, remember what Jesus said in the, in the Sermon on the Mount? He, he said, it's been written thus. It's been written, you shall not commit murder. You shouldn't take a life, right? But he said, I say to you, if you look upon your brother and you say, Raka, or you have this venom towards your brother, if you have that inner, this hate, this, this mad, mad, emotion towards your brother and you vocalize something, you've already committed murder. Remember that? He said, look, you should not commit adultery, but I say to you, if you look upon a woman and you lust after her, you've committed adultery. Jesus raised the bar. So I'm to be conformed to his image. Is anybody getting this? Hallelujah. I'm to be conformed to his image. So now watch. Again, let's go back just a little bit. Well, you know, but I'm not Jesus. Okay, I'm not either, but I have his spirit living in me and I have his word preaching to me and his spirit in me, teaching me. And listen, allowing that to bear witness so I can get an understanding of it. And not only that, not only get an understanding of what his truth says, but then also empowers me to do it. So if I don't do it, I know whose fault it's not. And if I do do the wrong thing, I know whose fault it's not. He's doing everything he could to help me, but he never takes away my freedom of choice. Why? Why? Because love isn't love unless you have a choice in the matter. He wants me to do what I do for him because he loved me and I love him. Amen? Amen. He could have made me his robot. He could have made all of us his robots. That's not what he wanted. The essence of God is love. And he loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now, listen, maybe you're a, a born-again Christian and you're a veteran of the faith, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, many of us, especially those of us who are getting a little older, I'm 60-something here, but many of us who may be getting a little older, the body isn't the same. I mean, I could, I'm starting to feel, I can't do some of the things. The mind and the heart still want to go after it, but when I put the body to it, it doesn't work out the same way. I'm glad I got a strong son and, and son-in-law. <laughs> but, but, but are you there? Um, yeah, yes, <laughs> Even Michelle at times got to help me. I mean, I'd love to stand here and be all proud. And all, but the fact of the matter is, I'm getting a little older. I'm not as strong as I used to be. That, that, right? Okay, right? And in some cases now, I mean, I'm feeling aches and pains. And I'm tired of feeling aches and pains. Or I'm getting this disease or that, you know, the COVID or you know, the flu or whatever the case may be. Man, we, this past Wednesday, I made sure we lifted up the folks in this congregation who are sick in their bodies, who are, are, are suffering afflictions and things that are negative. Maybe stress is a killer. So maybe it's just stress of the job, stress of the family, taking care of the family or doing other things, having your kids on your mind and on your heart because, you know, now they're teenagers and it's not looking too good. But you stand, amen? But it's, it takes a toll on you, doesn't it? Watch, just, just bear with me here, okay? <clears throat> If we're continuously looking just for the good stuff to happen, we're going to compromise. If we're basing our walk 
with Jesus and how we pray based on how we feel, we're going to miss it. Remember in Psalm 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So watch. <clears throat> many are the afflictions of who? The righteous. What does that mean? We are the righteousness of God in Christ. So that means, listen, all who are in Christ, you're in righteousness. Right? Okay, so what? Uh, I'm, some of you should care, yeah. But now watch. You can't say that you're in Christ because when you were knee-high to a grasshopper, you went up and you prayed a prayer and you got baptized in water even, and then you say, okay, I'm good. I'm in Christ. Mm. No. Remember? If you love me, you'll do what I ask you to do. Right? You're to be conformed to his image. If you are in him, you are to be conformed to his image. So now, let me go back, and this is the stuff that makes me very unpopular, and this is why we can't fill this house. Let me ask you. The things that you're doing, if Jesus was standing next to you, would you do them? The things that you're wearing, would you wear them if you had to stand before Jesus? I'm talking women and men. Women and men. Mostly women, but would you stand before Jesus? Men, at those times when that, when that guy cuts you off and you get it almost right here, it's right there, it wants to come out and you just don't do it, or you don't say the four-letter word, but you say a different word in place of the four-letter word, would you do that if Jesus was sitting in the passenger seat? Come on, you see what I'm saying? Oh, Tony, that's a little bit too, you know, you're, 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 you sound like a Pharisee now. No, uh, listen, we all suffer those things. But here's the thing. If we settle for that, then we're, you know, we're, we're messed up we're, we're, and we're messing up. Jesus didn't die so that we could settle for that. Jesus, listen, we're to be conformed to his image. We should be, this is this sort of, this is this sanctification process. We should be closer to that than we were when we first started. Amen? Come on. Okay, so that's the thing. <clears throat> Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, you, know, you all know this. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. It's here, it's coming, even worse. So look, right now you may be like with family members or some friends, you decide that you're going to live after Christ. You're going to conform to the image of Christ. You're not going to say the things you say. You're going to do things different. And you're going to rub people the wrong way. Especially you're going to be surprised the people who reject you or the people who want to make your life miserable or the people who want to call you out. Nine times out of ten, it would be a person that you thought you had the best relationship with. And they're going to call. How about this? Uh, you know, if you're a couple and one, one of the, you're not married, but one says, listen, I, I'm going to live for Jesus, so... We're going to have to change the way we do things. Now, if that other person in that relationship says, well, man, no, and, and continues to pressure to do things the same old way, that's part of persecution. Not prosecution, persecution. So you have to make a decision. How about the group of friends who say, let me go back. Let me even something more simple. What are you watching on TV? Or what are you, you know, thumbing on your phone? There may be some of those things that you say, you know what, I can't have any part of that. Man, it start, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm totally transparent. And maybe that's another reason why nobody... Listen, you know, I got relaxed in some of the things I started watching on TV. I said, man, I, you know what? I can't get used to hearing this language. And, you know, some stuff I, have to st I had to stop watching. And to be honest with you, I wish I would have never gotten to that bad habit from the beginning and just when I'm, when I'm trying to just veg out, just clear my mind and I can't, you know, all those things running through my mind. You know, all my family, everything I got to pray for, the job and all this other stuff, just run, the church, all this stuff running through my mind. You know, just turn on TV so I could just veg out so that there's something distracting me. Really? Shame on me. Shame on me. 
See, I know that a lot of people don't like that. I'm just being transparent with you. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. So I'm not standing here preaching on a platform, hey, I'm perfect, do what I do. No, I'm saying, look, we all are fighting this fight. We all listen. We all have to endure. We all have this adversary, including me. And don't you know that the enemy of my soul and yours wants to take me down so that anybody who ever has crossed this threshold could say, see, I knew that wasn't true. Come on. Or my grandkids or my kids would say, see, come on. I'm totally transparent with you. But see, we have a God. We have a God who has all the power, has all the authority. Remember King David? Remember all the stuff that he was through in his life? And I'm going to read to you a psalm that he wrote when he was fleeing from his own son who wanted to kill him, Absalom. Remember? So let me read to you Psalm 4. And just listen to me. And there'll be some points put up on the board here later. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. You have re relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. Hallelujah. How long, O you sons of men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love the worthlessness and seek a falsehood? Selah, pause, think of that. Meditate on that a minute. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord has set apart for who? Himself. And who is he set apart for himself? Those who are godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your, listen to this. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. Put your trust in the Lord. Remember, we are the righteous of God in Christ. Amen? So I'm going to walk, I'm going to be conformed to his image. I'm going to live this life like he lived it, according to his truth. Amen? There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. You have put gladness in my heart more than the season, than their grain and their wine increase. Look, are we saying? You've put gladness in my heart more than the average person when they're, getting up, when they're so prosperous and they're so filled with glee when they're, they're rich and they're, and they're famous and they're being blessed on this earth. That's what he's saying. Right? So, so let me read that again. You've put gladness in my heart. I'm more glad. I'm, I've got more joy in my heart. I have more satisfaction in my heart than any of these people who are not living after you, but they're blessed. They have, they're prosperous. They're billionaires. They're celebrities. Come on. Verse 8. I will both lie down in peace and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. Do you see these points that I put up here? Hear me when I call. King David understood. He had a New Testament understanding of God even back then. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. He knows in his distress, the, the only thing that he could do is to call out to God. That God would hear him, amen? The Lord will hear when I call to him. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness. All I have to do, listen, now I'm going to say it in the New Testament, all I have to do is follow Christ. Stay in Christ. Stay in Christ. And put my full trust in him. See, look, that, that last little point there, that's important. Because I can say, well, I'm going to follow Christ. Yeah, but sometimes when I'm following Christ, it's still not working out. I've got to trust him. I've got to trust him. Why? I've got to trust him. That, that's, that's the faith thing. I'm, I'm, I'm praying to him. I'm praying to him. I've asked him and he knows. But see, I also know that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers them out of them all, right? Here's the thing. 
I know that me, I want it done now. I pray to prayer. Okay, God, let's go. It doesn't happen right now. And now here, here's where that comes in. I need some endurance. Come on. I need to endure. See, that endurance just proves the fact that my trust is in him. I'm not going to compromise. Even when the enemy is throwing all kinds of temptations in front of me. Even when the enemy is trying to remind me of how bad it is. Even when the enemy is tempting me with good things. A different way out. Go this way and this problem will be solved. Come on. Send your child to this clinic. Send your child to that clinic. Uh, no, you go ahead and take this pill. Go ahead. And, you know, it won't hurt you a little bit to smoke a little dope to get, take the edge off. See, why are you saying that? You know why? You know why? Because it happens to people in the church. Let me give you a little hint, y'all. That smoke, that smell stays on you. So, uh, many of you are going to be able to say yes and amen to what I'm about to say. Have you ever hugged somebody and you can smell it in their hair? Have you ever gotten near somebody? I got guys who work with me. I, smell, I say, I have a smell on you, are going home. And I smell on them, send them home. Well, that wasn't from, no, I didn't smoke anything. You know, I got a card and, you know, that was from, you know, or, you know, can't take any chances. But in the church... Yeah, in the church. So now remember the purpose of the parable that Jesus told. What was that purpose? Look at 18.1. Jesus said what it was. He spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So what's the purpose of that parable? Pray and don't lose heart. Endure. Stand. You've got this adversary who's going to try to take you out. But he's saying, trust me, endure, stand. Well, how am I going to do this? Pray always. Pray always. So now remember, my brothers and sisters, let, let's again going back to that parable. That woman wanted, what, what did she want? She wanted justice over her adversary. And so what? She would not cease going to that judge. All the time, same thing. I need justice over my adversary. I need justice over my adversary. I need justice over my adversary. Knowing that the only place that she could get it was that judge. My brothers and my sisters, if you're a born-again Christian, if you believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he was, the only one that will give you justice is not the ACLU, it's not uh, this group, that group, it's not whatever. Name the group, name the political party, name the government, name whatever. whatever. It's not that. There's only one who can give you justice, and his name is Jesus. Period. So who am I going to? I'm going to Jesus. And so he's saying, Jesus says, learn this. Learn this. Learn what? She just kept going to the one. And this is what we need. My brothers and sisters, there are some of the folks in this room who have had issues for a long time. Remember last week at the end of the service, I, I called anybody to prayer who you've been praying for something for a long time and you haven't seen it yet. And we pray. I, I'm expecting testimony from some of you who have actually had a prayer answered that you haven't had for a long time. You, you know what? You should give a testimony. Why? So you can brag about how God has blessed you? No, so that you could encourage someone else who was in the same position you were in before God blessed you. So you can say, it works. God answers prayer. Is there anybody in this house? Don't, don't give me the answer that you think I want. Is there anybody in this house that could testify? Yeah, God answers prayer. I see a couple of hands. And I'm not talking about, amen. I, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, that prayer. I prayed this prayer. Now I mean, No, I'm talking about you were, man, you were 
you were seeking an advocate. You were seeking justice. You were seeking something for a long time because you suffered this condition, that condition. You suffered this abnormality, that abnormality. You suffered this attack, that attack. You suffered whatever it was. And then finally, you just kept, listen, you endured. You kept praying. See, the problem, my brothers and sisters, is sometimes we get tired of praying the same thing. Well, if God really wanted... Mm -mm. This is what he's saying to us. I think what this is saying is, look, have faith in him, but look, only him. Don't look for another or an alternative plan. Trust him. And when the enemy gives you an alternative, or the enemy is pressuring you, then that's all the more. Trust him. Pray always. Watch and pray always. Amen? To Jesus. Because we have this lion. He's going to try to get in your way. But I'm going to tell you something about another lion right now. Listen to me. We're almost done. Just hang on a little longer. I appreciate your attention this long. I just got a little bit more. Just bear with me. In Revelation chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, here's what it says. And I saw... In the right hand of him who sat on the throne, a scroll written inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look at it. So I wept much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll or to look at it. But one of the elders said to me, Hallelujah, look at it with me. Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and loose its seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the, uh, the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. Amen? Yeah, the enemy of our soul is as a roaring lion. He's not a roaring lion. He's as a roaring lion. He's ominous. He's scary. Put up the other one. But you and me, we have at our back the lion of the tribe of Judah. Truly is a lion. There is no power. There is no authority. There is nothing greater than him. His will will be done. Amen? His word is truth. It will not fade away and it will be done. Exactly what he says will happen, will happen. Amen. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. So now look, let's remember where we were in Peter. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary devil walks about like a roaring lion so you may devour. But here's what it said before that. First Peter 5, beginning in, five, in verse 5. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. That, you know, Peter right there, Peter the fisherman, became a Bible, an Old Testament scholar when the Holy Ghost got all over him. Now he's preaching, he's, he's, he's writing this letter, and he's using the scripture to say what the truth is in that New Testament. So he's using Old Testament scripture, proving a New Testament truth. Are you with me? Okay? God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. You see that? In due time. In due time. Casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Do you see that? In due time. I've got to trust him. 
And I got to trust that his timing is perfect. And I got to know that I can endure. I can endure. Why? Because God is with me. If God before us, who could be against us? All right? Romans 8. Read Romans 8. Read that chapter. That's awesome, awesome stuff. In due time, you cast all your care upon him. That woman, that parable, she was going to that judge. Her, her, listen, everything she had, everything she was about, she knew that was where I can get this. That's the, our attitude. The only one that I care to go to, the only one that I'm going to trust in is Jesus. Amen? So, so, so let me ask you. Do you trust him? No, no, no. See, see we could say, uh, we could all give the, oh yeah, I trust him. Do you? Do you trust him? And, and, and listen, I'm not trying to be um, cute or, yeah, I don't know, sarcastic in any way here. But do you trust him? Because if you do, then that means, listen, that what you know, what he's revealed to you, what he's told you, you're trying to, your best to live that. And, and trying your best to live that means that you're just consulting with him because your best is filthy. But he gives you his best if you'll stay in him, if you stay with him. He's going to help you to be conformed to his image. That's grace. Amen? Man, so do you trust him? And, and so watch. I got to be honest with you. Man, I, I pray for my kids. and my, I don't mean to embarrass my kids or my grandkids. I'm just being a father and a grandfather. Pray for my kids, the kids that are here and the kids that are coming. I want them to be well. But above everything else, whether they're healthy in their bodies, whether they're prosperous here on earth, I want them all to know the truth. I want them to know Jesus. I want you to know Jesus. And I want to know Jesus more, better. Not more, better. More and better. Are you with me? Do you trust him? If you do, then I'm going to tell you, you're going to have some decisions to make when you leave out of here. I'm just telling you. If you really, in your heart, in this moment, say, yes, I trust him. Maybe you don't trust him fully yet, but you want to. Then, my brothers and my sisters, read the word, pray. And the things that you're being convicted of, that illicit relationship, um, the pornography, right? Some of the things that you're allowing yourself to do, you know, the parties, getting a little buzz here and there, all of those things that you're allowing yourself to do, that doesn't line up. But he loves you. And even in the middle of that, my brothers and sisters, in your heart, if you really want to trust him, then listen, trust him. Whether it's bad, whether it's good, or whether it's somewhere in between, he will never leave you or forsake you. And in due time, you'll be delivered. In due time, you'll be delivered. How do I know that? Oh, you're just saying that, Tony. That's good preacher talk. I know that. You know how I know that? We just read it. And his word is truth. His word is truth. So, do you trust him? You got decisions to make. We all have some decisions that we have to make. Do you trust him? Amen? Stand with me, please. So I'm going to speak to a couple of things here. And so when we pray, I want you, please, 
feel free, whether out loud, in silent voice, in your mind, in your heart, but please, 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 when the Holy Spirit, when God brings something to you, give it to him. Give it to him, amen? So Lord, here we are, according to your word, praying always. Lord, first, I want to thank you for the opportunity because of what you did at Calvary, we have the opportunity to come before the throne of grace and make our petitions known, make supplications. And then also, Lord, to ask for your mercy. Lord, we failed in some areas, but Lord, you are a gracious God, forgiving, merciful. Father, I pray that some of us may have played some games and, and maybe we've wanted to, but we really didn't give our whole hearts to you. Lord, I pray that because of your word and because of what happens here, that there will be people under the sound of my voice, whether in this room or watching on the internet, Lord, that you would grab hold of their hearts. And before this day is over, they would recommit themselves to your, your whole truth, that they would become your servant, that they would become a person who is determined that you and you alone matter. Hallelujah. Lord, there are many in this room or many who are under the sound of my voice now who have physical ailments, who have battled with so many different things in their own bodies. Father, whether it be physical bodies, whether it be, Father, just a mental disposition, depression, and Father, are under great deals of stress. Lord, I pray that all and any who are under the sound of my voice, who have suffered any of those things, Father, that right now, even now, they would go to you. They would trust in you and you alone. And understand, Lord, whether it takes today, next week, the week after that, that they continue to cry after you and trust you and you alone. Trust you. Put everything that they are, totally invest in you. Thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies, for healing our minds. Hallelujah. Be glorified in these earthen vessels. Father, change our hearts and change our minds. Help us all to be more conformed to the image of Jesus. Lord, bring conviction where it needs to be brought. And bring strength. Bring strength, Lord, that we may be able to walk in your ways, that we may be able to trust in you by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 H